Welcome to another episode of our Wide Awake in Wisconsin podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Finger, founder and executive director of the Wisconsin Alliance for Women's Health. For those of you new to our podcast series, I want you to know that we launched Wide Awake in Wisconsin last November with a goal to build up our knowledge and insights into state-level policymaking and to help Wisconsinites be prepared to make the greatest difference with their vote and their voice. Maria Shriver was quoted as saying, Women, think about the power of your vote. Make it matter. Demand something for it. We are worth it. Well, this podcast series is here to help women think about the power of their vote and to really make it matter. It's now August, and Wisconsin voters will have the opportunity to be heard through the ballot for the primary election scheduled for the 11th of this month. So this entire episode is dedicated to helping you be ready to vote this month and again in the general election scheduled for November 3rd. Note that it's an abbreviated episode streamlined to focus in on the info you need to be heard at the polls. As I've noted on many previous episodes, our nation's attention naturally gets drawn to D.C. and the White House. But we must not and cannot ignore the importance of down-ballot elections this fall. This November, every single one of the state's 99 assembly seats are up for election, and half of our state Senate, the even-numbered seats, are up for election too. So with so much of the policy action, or more often the inaction happening at the state level, we encourage everyone and anyone who cares about women's health, safety, and economic security to pay close attention to these state-level races and to use the upcoming elections to hold incumbents accountable and to learn about the positions of candidates seeking to hold these offices for the first time. But before we dig in, I'd like to recognize a valued business partner, Perfect Imperfections. Its founder and CEO, Jasmine Banks, is a friend of the Wisconsin Alliance for Women's Health, and we are proud to feature her and her incredible products this month. Can you imagine living in a world where every woman could take time to relax, replenish, guilt-free? Oh, I imagine it. I imagine it every day. (laughs) Well, Perfect Imperfections empowers women to appreciate life daily and to care for themselves with safe, chemical-free body products. And that is one of the most important ways we can exercise self-care. You can find Perfect Imperfections handcrafted natural products online at perfectimperfections608.org. That's perfectimperfections608.org. And be sure to use code WIDEAWAKE to get 10% off your order. I personally attest to the quality and success of Jasmine's products. They're some of my absolute favorites. I hope you'll check out the amazing items she has to offer as we all work to prioritize self-care. So before I provide some helpful resources on how to be heard through the ballot this year, I think it's important to explore the history of voter turnout in our country and in our state. It's been said that the future is decided by those that show up, well, especially at the polls. In the 2018 midterm election, both men and women turned out at record rates when voter turnout increased by double digits. With men, it was up by 11 percentage points, and voter turnout with women was up by 12 percentage points compared with the 2014 midterm election. And according to the Center for American Women in Politics, in recent elections, voter turnout rates for women have equaled or exceeded voter turnout rates for men. Women who constitute more than half of the population have cast almost 10 million more votes than men in recent elections. But as positive as this all seems, what we need to take note of is that 35% 
or 800,000 Wisconsin women who could vote, did not vote in 2018. And in 2016, around 30%, or close to 700,000 Wisconsin women who could vote, didn't vote then. That's a lot of women who didn't vote in the last presidential election and left their voices and votes at home. While it may not be full these days with COVID, I want to draw your attention to the fact that Miller Park in Milwaukee, now called the American Family Field, well, that holds 41,900 people. That means that the number of Wisconsin women who could vote but didn't vote in 2016 could fill 17 Miller Parks. Just think about that for a moment. Miller Park or American Family Field holds 41,900 people. The amount of women who did not vote in 2016 could fill 17 Miller Parks. I just want to emphasize how many individuals, how many women's voices did not get heard in 2016. And Turnout is not just a concern for us in Wisconsin, it's not just a concern around gender. Records show that in the last presidential election in 2016, four in 10 Americans who were eligible to vote did not do so. It's common now to hear that women are more politically engaged than men, and by some measures that's true. Women make up two-thirds of the activist community and have been a majority of voters in those recent elections, as noted. But women also dominate among America's most politically disengaged. According to a February 2020 Knight Foundation survey, the largest survey study ever done of why people don't vote, 53% of chronic non-voters are female. Now, I'm not here to shame and blame those who didn't vote, couldn't vote, wouldn't vote. The truth is, you know, for many women, we're just simply too busy these days. Paige Gardner, founder and president of the Center for Voter Information, noted that women become politically disengaged because they're overwhelmed. She says, unmarried parents with young kids have an especially difficult time participating in civic life. The second shift, taking care of kids after work, well, it cuts into time spent following the news and eventually voting. And she notes low-income non-voters face housing and food insecurities too, exasperated for women because of the gender pay gap. We know that 9.5 million women in the U.S. didn't vote in 2016. We know that a significant portion, 24% of women, sat out the 2016 presidential election because they didn't like the candidates. And we spent a lot of time analyzing that. But we also know that 15% of the women that didn't vote didn't vote because of an illness or a disability. And another 12% of those women didn't vote because they were too busy or had a scheduling conflict. And I totally get it. So many women are juggling a million things, and it doesn't always work out to show up at the polls on a Tuesday, even with the best intentions and with detailed planning. But let's imagine what our policy landscape would look like if more women voted. Imagine if 500,000 more Wisconsin women would vote. I wonder if our policies and our policymakers would be more reflective of our needs and our realities. Sadly, we just can't know until we achieve, we achieve a higher level of voter turnout among women. But recognizing the extent of the policy threats to our health, safety, and economic security over the past decade, I just have to believe that if more of us voted, 
more of us could be heard and quite possibly our well-being and lives wouldn't be used as much as political footballs as they are today. So the question then becomes, how do we increase voter turnout, especially among women in Wisconsin? We know women will remain busy and overwhelmed, especially now with COVID and with so many of us getting ready to juggle our work demands and the demands of our school-aged children who are being asked to learn from home this fall. <laughs> I'm reminding myself to breathe right now. Um, and again, women are coordinating a lot of things right now, whether we have families or um, we're on our own. We, there's just a lot on our minds these days. We have a lot on our plates and it's just, it's hard to keep track of the deadlines and the rules around voter ID, early voting, voter registration, and the opportunities to vote early with an absentee ballot. Well, fortunately, we have each other. More than ever, a connected network of women in communities across our state have the opportunity to leverage their personal relationships to help other women be in the know. Now, of course, I, Sarah Finger, can send an email, make a call, or text anyone asking them to vote this year. But if a person doesn't know me or trust me, my ability to encourage a stranger to vote is really limited. But if a friend offers a friend resources and information, that's much more powerful and effective. Well, this is called relational voter programming. <clears throat> the theory is simple. An individual reaching out to someone they already know is more effective than a volunteer reaching out to strangers. Let's face it, if you got a call from a campaign organizer asking you to vote, it would be easier for you to ignore it, <laughs> assuming you even pick up the phone from an unknown number, than if your best friend texted you and asked you to vote. By leveraging existing context, context excuse me, relational organizing can lead to higher contact rate. You know, you're less likely to pick up the phone from an unknown number, even one with your area code, than you are to pick up a call from your parents or a friend. The ask comes from someone you trust. So instead of needing to spend time building a relationship in order to make an ask, you can take advantage of an existing relationship to get, to that, to get that person to register, vote, volunteer, or whatever you need them to do. We know social pressure works to get people to take action. And no one can exert more peer pressure than a friend or family member. So to help individuals connect with and empower their own networks, the Wisconsin Alliance for Women's Health has created a Women Vote Wisconsin Wins campaign using Outreach Circle, a relational organizing app. Anyone can sign up and start sharing helpful information and resources about the upcoming elections today. Simply search for the Outreach Circle app on your smartphone. That's Outreach Circle is the app you want to look for. Once you access and find the Outreach Circle app and download it, there's a code you can enter to connect directly to our campaign. And the code to enter once you've downloaded the Outreach Circle app is MKH557. That's MKH557. By entering code MKH557, you'll automatically be connected to our powerful campaign aimed to increase voter turnout this year. Once you download the app and connect to the campaign, you'll see that we have set up real-time opportunities for you to push out helpful information to your friends and family. You then can use the sample messages and resources we provide and select any number of your contacts to pass them along to via text or email. It's really super easy and it only takes a few minutes out of your day to make a huge difference. 
Again, I personally can spend 12 hours a day until November 3rd cold contacting people I simply don't have a relationship with. But I couldn't possibly make the positive impact you as an individual could and will by being a trusted messenger. So be sure to look for and download the Outreach Circle app today. And again, use code MKH557 to connect to our Women Vote Wisconsin Wins Peer-to-Peer Empowerment Campaign. More information about our Women Vote Wisconsin Wins campaign, including the Outreach Circle app, can be found at wiwomenvote.org. That's wiwomenvote.org. Be sure to bookmark this site and use it as a home base for everything you need to know to vote this year. I'm going to wrap up this episode by providing an important checklist of what you need to know to vote in the upcoming elections. Remember, Wisconsin's primary election date is August 11th. If you have already voted early using an absentee ballot, visit myvote.wi.gov to find your polling place and make a plan to vote on Tuesday, August 11th. For any election in Wisconsin, the website myvote.wi.gov is incredibly helpful. By going to myvote.wi.gov, you're able to register to vote online. You can check your registration status. You can request an absentee ballot to vote early by mail. You can preview your ballot and see who's going to be trying to vie for your vote. You can find your polling place and you can learn about voter ID requirements. Now, in regards to voter ID, Vote Riders is a great organization dedicated to helping people get the ID they need to vote. Their website is votewriters.org. Votewriters, R I D E R S.org. And their hotline is 844 338 8743. Again, the Vote Riders hotline is 844 338 8743. In Wisconsin, voters are required to provide a photo ID to vote. So don't wait to get the help you need to get either a free, a free state ID card if you don't already have another form of acceptable identification like a driver's license or passport. Again, if you visit myvote.wi.gov, all the information you need about voter IDs in Wisconsin is available there. And I want to take time to emphasize how important it is this year to get the word out about absentee ballots or mail-in voting. Especially for the November 3rd election, nobody knows. Nobody can predict what the world will look like at that time. But experts are predicting that as the weather gets colder and more of us are spending more time inside, we could very well see another spike in cases of the coronavirus. We have an incredible opportunity to reduce the spread and risk of infection with the option to vote absentee and vote from the safety and comfort of our homes this fall. I myself voted by absentee ballot in July for the August 11th election, and I have already requested an absentee ballot to be sent to me for the November 3rd election. I know many of us love to vote in person on election day. We take our kids, we get the sticker, but this year, one of the most powerful things we can do is to vote from home. And if requesting an absentee ballot makes you a little nervous, you're worried you won't get the ballot in time or your vote won't be counted, I recommend requesting your November 3rd ballot now and to visit myvote.wi.gov to check the status of your absentee ballot request and submission. I myself can go online right now to that website, myvote.wi.gov, and I can see that I requested an absentee ballot for the August 11th and that they've received it. 
It gives me confidence now with the reporting systems that they have on their website. I also highly recommend saving the election protection hotline number into your phone. The number is 866-687-8683 or 866-OUR-VOTE. That's 866-OUR-VOTE. You can call any time to get the information you need about voting and being counted in Wisconsin or anywhere in the U.S. It's a really powerful phone number to have. And again, I highly recommend putting this into your smartphone. It's 866-OUR-VOTE or 866-687-8683. And finally, another super helpful resource is the Vote 411 project managed by the League of Women Voters. If you visit the 411, excuse me, if you visit the website vote411.org, you'll find a wealth of resources about voting, including information about the candidates running for office. Their site, again, vote411.org, has voter guides that are super helpful for those who feel like they just don't know enough about the down ballot races and candidates. It's completely nonpartisan and the site won't tell you who to vote for but does provide background and insights to build your confidence when weighing in on state or local races. And if all of that weren't enough, I have a special message I'd like to share from Cecile Richards, co-founder of Supermajority, an organization that affirms and builds women's power and serves as a one-stop shop for advocacy, community building, and electoral participation aimed at transforming our country and building an intergenerational, multiracial movement for women's equality. Hi, this is Cecile Richards, former president of Planned Parenthood and now co-founder of Supermajority. I'm so excited to uh, encourage everyone in the state of Wisconsin to vote and really want to thank Wide Awake Wisconsin and your host, Sarah Finger, for the important work we're doing to make sure everyone gets out to vote. As we all saw in the last election for the Supreme Court, it's critical that every single voter votes. And if you need to know more information about what the rules are, um, you can go to myvote.wi.gov. You can get an absentee ballot. There's curbside voting. So there should be a way for everyone in Wisconsin to vote and to vote safely. So um, don't let your vote be uncounted. Do your part. Reclaim our democracy. And thank you. Please know how grateful I am to you for taking the time to be wide awake with me in Wisconsin. I hope you'll encourage your friends and family to tune into this podcast series and give them the gift of education, engagement, and empowerment. We truly require a strong echo chamber right now to amplify a proactive, positive vision of what our policies and systems can and should look like. We need more people to appreciate the extent of damage done by our own state legislature to our health, safety, and economic security and we need to mobilize Wisconsinites to hold their elected leaders at every level accountable. And on that note, I'd like to remind you once more to visit myvote.wi.gov to get all the info you need to vote in August and November. I'd like to thank our producer, Bria Brown, Cecile Richards with Supermajority for her special message to our listeners, and to Jasmine Banks with Perfect Imperfections. Tune in next month as we take a closer look at everything you need to know to be informed, involved, and inspired to make a difference. In the meantime, please stay safe and healthy. Wear your masks and practice social distancing. We're not out of the COVID woods yet, but if we're ever going to get there, we all need to do our part and be responsible for our own health and for the health of others in our economy. 
And finally, remember, if you don't speak out, you just can't be heard. Look local and see yourselves as part of the solution.